The Gospel reading can be found on page 985 of the Bible. It's Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. The parable of the unmerciful servant. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants, who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is the gospel of the Lord. Lord, as we explore your word this morning, challenge us where we need to be challenged. Strengthen us where we need to be strengthened. And guide us where we need your guidance. Amen. If someone asked you to explain what the Bible is all about in a few words, what would you say? Imagine someone comes up to you tomorrow and says, You go to church. You're a Christian. What's it all about? Tell me about this Jesus. How would you answer? Maybe it's happened to you in the past. I'll be honest, the thought of someone coming up to me with that kind of question terrifies me. You might think that someone who is prepared to stand up at church on a Sunday morning and speak about the Bible would be reasonably confident in answering a question like that, but I wouldn't know where to start. Give me a passage and a bit of time to prepare, and I'll happily talk about it. But to try to summarise the whole of the message of the Bible, just off the top of my head, I'd find that very difficult. I don't know about you, but I don't really think about my faith in that way. 
If I really thought about it, though, there are certain concepts that I would probably say were important. And one of those concepts is forgiveness. That seems important, right? Forgiveness. It seems like that's an important part of who God is. It seems like it's something the Bible talks about a lot. It's certainly something we talk about in church a lot. As Pam said, every Sunday we have confession where we ask God to forgive us for all the things that we've done wrong. And we say the Lord's Prayer, the prayer Jesus taught his disciples, which includes the words, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. So the passage we heard just now from Matthew's Gospel feels like familiar territory. Jesus teaching about forgiveness. We know where we are with that, don't we? Nothing very surprising here. And the passage starts with one of those lovely opportunities to have a bit of a laugh at Peter's expense. Poor old Peter. It feels like he's always the one who doesn't quite get it, doesn't it? He's like the kid who never quite pays attention in class. He's great for making the rest of us feel smug and knowledgeable, isn't he? This is one of Jesus' best friends. Someone who's been following Jesus and listening to Jesus teach for a long time. And to be fair to him, he has at least grasped something of the importance of forgiveness. But then he comes up to Jesus with this question. Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Peter, come on. What did he expect Jesus to say? Oh yeah, seven times is plenty. I wouldn't go past five myself. I mean, forgive people, sure. But if they keep doing the same thing, well, forget them. This is Jesus. Jesus is all about forgiveness. And we knew, right? We knew what Jesus was going to say. I mean, possibly some of us may have read this passage before, so you probably did know what he was going to say. But even just knowing what Jesus is like, we knew he wasn't about to put a cap on the number of times we should forgive someone, didn't we? Uh, Incidentally, when Jesus says 77 times, or 70 times 7, as it could also be interpreted, I think we know, don't we, that he's not actually putting an upper limit on the amount of times a person should be forgiven. This is just a figure of speech, to make it clear to Peter that he needs to be prepared for a lot more forgiveness. A lot more. Forgiveness is important. Silly Peter. What's he like, eh? But actually, I'm not sure it's quite such a silly question after all. It's all very well to know that forgiveness is important in theory. Well done. Top of the class. But the reality is that forgiveness can be hard. Actually, forgiving people can be hard. I don't think Peter was asking his question as a point of academic interest. I think he was seeking help with a genuine personal struggle. We sometimes hear, don't we, in the news or perhaps at church, those amazing inspirational stories of incredible forgiveness. Like the story of Gordon Wilson. On the 8th of November 1987, Gordon Wilson was at the Cenotaph in Enniskillen for Remembrance Day Parade when an IRA bomb went off. Wilson and his daughter, Marie, were buried under a pile of rubble. Unable to move, unable to free himself, he held Marie's hand and comforted her 
as she lay dying. Her last words were, Daddy, I love you very much. Five minutes later, rescuers pulled Wilson and his daughter out of the rubble. But it was too late to save Marie, who died in hospital. Just a few hours later, Gordon Wilson gave an interview for the BBC in which he described what had happened. To the astonishment of everyone listening, Wilson went on to say this, I bear no ill will. I bear no grudge. Dirty sort of talk is not going to bring her back to life. She's dead. She's in heaven and we shall meet again. I will pray for these men tonight and every night. Wow. Stories like that touch us and inspire us because they demonstrate just how powerful forgiveness can be. Gordon Wilson's interview was seen by many as a turning point in the troubles of Northern Ireland and an important step towards reconciliation and peace. But I think stories like that also touch us and inspire us precisely because we recognise how hard it is to have such forgiveness. Forgiveness like that is much easier to admire than to emulate. How does a person forgive like that? Have you ever struggled with forgiveness? I know I have. And I wanted to share a personal experience. I was once very hurt by something someone had done. I was struggling to know how to deal with this situation. So I turned to God. I couldn't have told you much about what the Bible says, but there were certain concepts that seemed to me to be important. Love was one. The Bible talks a lot about love and forgiveness. Love and forgiveness. Those were the things I tried to hold on to. I would meet with this person and try to sort out our problems. And I would try to hold on to love and forgiveness. And probably I didn't do a very good job of it. And I would come away feeling hurt, feeling like nothing had been resolved. And I would try to pray. And I would try to understand what God wanted from me. And I would keep coming back to the same answer, love and forgiveness. And I would try again. And I would come away feeling hurt again. This went on for a while. And eventually, after yet another bruising encounter where I'd come away feeling hurt, and feeling like nothing had been resolved, I became quite angry with God. I was angry because it was becoming clear that there was no way that the hurt I was feeling was going to go away. And I guess my question was not so far from the question that Peter was asking earlier, that I was laughing at him for. How many times should I forgive someone? And in my anger I said to God, you keep telling me love and forgiveness, but I don't know how to do this anymore. How can I keep forgiving someone if they won't even say that they're sorry? How can I keep loving someone who doesn't even want to know me? And then it hit me. It was like God was looking at me with eyes filled with sadness, compassion, and most of all, understanding. And I was suddenly overwhelmed with emotion. And I said to God, that's what you do, isn't it? That's what you do for all of us. All of the time. We sometimes think God doesn't understand. Oh, God understands. 
wish I could say that that moment of revelation has transformed me and that I'm now a master of forgiveness. But I still struggle sometimes. Forgiveness is hard. But forgiveness is powerful. And it matters. Both giving and receiving forgiveness matters. And the parable Jesus tells illustrates the point. The servant is owed a hundred silver coins by his fellow servant. That's no small debt. Writing that debt off would be no small sacrifice for the servant. And it is owed. Really, the fellow servant should pay it back. The reality is, however, that it's never going to be paid back in full. Or at least, not quickly. Not easily. However much he may want or deserve his money back, the money is just not there. Still, shouldn't this fellow servant at least try? Shouldn't he at least pay back something? Wouldn't that be justice? Well, yes. Except, the servant himself had owed the king 10,000 bags of gold. 10,000 bags of gold. That's an incredible amount. Far greater than the debt that was owed to him. Far more than he could ever have hoped to repay. He begged for mercy. And the king cancelled his debt. Took it away completely. But of course a debt like that can't simply be made to disappear. Really the king took that debt upon himself. He suffered the loss to make the servant free of it. Is it right then for the servant to punish another for not paying back the much smaller debt owed to him? Forgiveness is hard. But before we consider the debts others owe us, we should look at our own account. Our own debts, our own sins are far greater than we could ever hope to repay. But amazingly, miraculously, our accounts have been settled. Jesus paid the price for all our sins upon the cross. And we are completely free of them. Knowing that, knowing the enormity of God's grace and mercy towards us, how can we not release others from the debts they owe us? If we feel we lack the strength to forgive, the same God that calls us to forgiveness will give us the strength we need if we ask. So Lord, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us.